Maybe Morgan dressed like Wolverine Maybe Dave ate his way out of trouble Maybe Tuscan's diorama came in last Maybe Morgan tunneled out of jail Maybe Dustin ran for council member Maybe Dave found himself horribly miscast Find out what happened Yes, find out what happened Since when last we left our Welcome to When Last We Left Our Podcast, a bi-weekly storytelling podcast hosted by me, Morgan Pielli. Me, Dave Worth. And me, Dustin Diodato. Each week we tell true stories inspired by our lives from events that happened to us since the last time we recorded the podcast. When last we left our podcast, Dustin talked about being a child as an adult. Dave crashed his bike, and Morgan went to a party. This week, Dustin goes to his wife's improv show, Dave runs from his inadequacies, and Morgan cooks on Mother's Day. Dustin, why don't you start us off and tell us what happened to you this week? Uh, first off, I'm going to say you can never run for your inadequacies. They're always wherever you they're are. right behind uh, yeah, you. No, right. They're, 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 but good luck. <laughs> if I were running from my inadequacies, like, my inadequacies are ahead of me and have turned around and are doing that shitty thing of running backwards. Right, yeah, and just taunting being, you. And, like, f- flicking me off and being like, you'll never catch us and pass us. <laughs> they're, like, digging holes, knocking over garbage cans, yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm fucked. Right. My, my inadequacies <laughs> hired an airplane have been skywriting dirty messages to me. <laughs> uh, I, I like to think that they uh, mine are etched on front of my glasses so that like I can always see them and they <laughs> right, make everything right. a little blurry. Uh, anyway, okay, so my story. Um, by nature, I am a hobbit. Uh, I like to stay in my home. Uh, especially ever since all the vision stuff kind of kicked in, the concept of just being in my house is wonderful. <laughs> I have everything that I need in this little area, and they bring food to me, and it's great. So uh, leaving is something that I kind of have to force myself to do. I am not in any way losing my vision. Uh, I've never had a vision problem of any sort, knock wood. And um, that is a perfect distillation of me as well. Like, Sadly, me as well. Yeah. Right. Which is an inherent danger for people who are doing a storytelling podcast because nothing will ever happen to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. that's right. part of the reason I like, thought of this idea for a podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. This will force me to do the thing. It's sort of gonzo journalism. It forces us to go out there and make stories <laughs> yeah. for ourselves. Right. So, uh, But I have this vision in my head that if you... Have something that you're conscious, something like I should go out and experience life because like all movies have taught us that like we're like, you know, at least the three guys here are like, like the nerdy dude in a movie who like just sits in his basement hanging out with his friends or whatever. And then like some hot girl will come and be like, you got to learn to live life. And then he does. And he like, it doesn't go so great, but in the end it's totally worth it. And he learns that like, you got to live every moment. Like it's your last. Um, so I have this vision that when I, like, if my heart, like, if, if my, my brain is saying, like, no, just go home and, and sit down, that if I go out and live life, uh, the universe will reward me. Like, inherently, whatever I do <laughs> oh, sure. will be the most fun thing ever. Because the universe is going, look at you. I'm proud of you. Here's free money. Going uh, the universe steps back from being cold and indifferent, right. shines a light on this one small galaxy. This one here. This one's the special one. Yeah. No. He went out and did it today. <laughs> and, and my thing this week was going to be simple. It was just... My wife had an improv show on Friday night, and for the last two weeks, I've been going pretty much nonstop. So uh, everything in my brain was saying, go home. You don't need to go to the show. She'll do other shows. It'll be fine. Um, But then, like, that part of me that said, you know, no, fight that tension. You know, fight that whatever. Go to the show. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go to the show. And by by going nonstop, you don't mean, like, extracurriculars. You mean, like, at work. At work, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was away for a full week at work, uh, working like 12, 14-hour days. Uh, Like, I had rehearsal. I had um, a show I had to do. Like, I didn't have any opportunity to, like, go just, like, be social or, you know, whatever. So uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. But still in my hobby tendencies, I was like, I will stay late for I'll play a couple of video games on the computer at work and then go straight to the show. Um, I played one and it went atrociously bad we got annihilated to the point where i was like yelling at coworkers <laughs> for not supporting me 
like it, it was like inappropriately you know met and I, so I like that you have a job where you guys all get together and play video yeah, games after work. Pretty that's boss. Kind of awesome. Yeah, no, I mean that part is is cool. Yeah. Uh, but after my like annoyance, we were all like, okay, we have a plan. We're going to enact that plan. We're turning this whole fucking thing around. We got ten minutes into the game, and the internet for our office goes out completely. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna. Oh, I'll fix it. I'll go like turn the router or whatever. Um, and then it's like, oh no, to fix it, you need to call this guy in this other office and talk to him and look at the server. And again, my brain of just like, I don't want to do new things. <laughs> was like, no, I'm not going to call this guy. And then the other part of me was like, no, you'll get the internet back and you will be rewarded for said doing this thing. So I called him and he said, oh, let me call you right back. I'll call you back in five minutes. Half an hour goes by. He has still not called me back. I call him. I waste all this time. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm never getting, I'm not getting this internet back. My plan is gone. My plan is done. Uh, I will go get dinner with one of my coworkers and then go to the show. Again, the optimistic part of me is like, I am about to be rewarded with a nice, pleasant dinner and <laughs> an opportunity to go to the show. And admittedly, the dinner was pleasant. You know, we had fun. And I was like, all right, time to go to the show. I can either walk like 20 blocks or I can walk like five blocks in the wrong direction, catch a subway, go to the show. Uh, and I'm like, all right, five blocks. Fuck it. I'm not going to walk 20 blocks. It's, you know, uh, it, it was, it's beginning to get a lot hotter in the city. Uh, so I walk up the five blocks uh, and um, normally I leave in a paranoid time, but again, I was like, this time I'm going to leave at a reasonable time. So I'm not standing around for a really long time. Uh, and the subway, I get on the subway uh, thinking, oh, I have been rewarded because the subway is waiting for me. <laughs> uh, and uh, one tip, uh, the subway is never waiting for you. If the subway <laughs> is sitting there, when you get there, something is wrong. Uh, and it had just gone south because I sat in a car claustrophobically packed with people for 20 minutes waiting for the su fucking subway to move and it never did so now i realized i had to walk 25 blocks to get to this friggin' show um did they, did they i'm sorry did they announce it just wasn't gonna go anywhere yeah they, they're like they're minutes? like they're there's signal problems there's a train in every station we don't know what's oh wow what's happening yeah uh so i was like all right if i'm gonna make it to the show because i'm already going to be late uh, I will start walking it. Now, uh, one thing that you might not necessarily realize if you have never traveled as a visually impaired person is dusk is the worst conceivable time for you to travel because everything is a varying shade of gray. Like there isn't the light reflection. So you go like, okay, don't walk into where like light is being blocked. Don't walk into the silhouettes. But none of that happens during, during the time. So I spent... Uh, the next like 25 blocks walking through people and uh, I tied my record of the number of people who just viciously kicked the cane to the side. Whoa. Um, and like looked at it and then just did nothing like, uh, uh, and just kept going. Uh, and I finally, uh, which we, with the record is two. Uh, so one, I was averaging one in every 12.5 blocks. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's getting warm in the city, so I was like sweating my ass off. And I, I get to the show, and I, I'm like, okay, still, I'm going to see my wife perform. It's going to be all worth it. I was stressed out, but you know what? At the end of the day, this is a memory we'll have, and you know, uh, it'll be a good time, and we'll both be happy that I ultimately decided to do this. So I get there. Um, and the show, I only missed the first five minutes of the show. Her group is not first. Um, so I was like, great. I, uh, it's an hour and a half show. The, the, the theater had rent in the space for an hour and a half. So, uh, the first group goes up and it's short form and it's four people. Um, and the shows are a little bit late or whatever, but like they go on for like 40 minutes. 40 of minutes the time. of short form improv? Yes. Wow. That's that's longer than whose line any is it anyway? Yes, it is. Okay. So 
then I was like, okay, well, Joyce Gerb is obviously next. My wife's name is Joy, if I had mentioned it previously. Uh, Joyce Gerb is obviously next. Uh, no, uh, we're going to see a written scene by one of our performers at the theater, um, which was a, a fine enough scene. But at this point, I, I was aware of the fact that it was uh, 9.03, and the show ended at 9.30. And she was starting her scene that was 10 minutes long, that was really 15 minutes long. So, uh, or a little less than 15 minutes long. So, by the time Joy's group got on stage, it was 9.15. So, I... Like, I had not been able to enjoy the monologue, or the, I had not been able to enjoy, like, the written scene fucking at all, because, like, I was in this fury, because I had been to this show two other times before, and I had never seen Joy perform more than two scenes, because her group had been, like, screwed equally as much at that time, and that, which is why I was timing it this time, because I was prepared to get screwed and hope that maybe my injustice would not, like, the injustice would not occur. Mm. Uh, so they went on the stage at 9.15, um, and at 9.27, they turned the lights off on them. So they had 12 minutes uh, compared to, like, the, like the 40 minutes that the first group <laughs> had. Uh, so, like, before Joy got off stage, I... She could see me mouthing like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you <laughs> goddamn kidding me? And she could like see the rage that had taken over my body over this thing. And, uh, and I couldn't let it go. I couldn't just accept the fact that it was happening because I had done all this and she had done all this. And this was the time that it was going to work out because all the other previous times there was some reason why maybe her group got screwed or whatever. Uh, and this time it was just, flat out like fucking injustice uh and i regret i don't regret going i regret showing her how pissed off i was because that also ruined it for her because any sort of goodwill or goodness that came from me going to the show was completely negated by how guilty she felt about how furious i was that that sort of happened you know mm. uh so the all i could think of was universe what was your plan here like <laughs> i was trying to do this thing and then you punished me and and all i could think of was like the universe was going like we'll live in the moment you didn't need to be mad about the thing the whole time you could have just enjoyed the 12 minutes and i was just like fuck you universe like <laughs> <laughs> fuck you and your like are you try like just pick one lesson that you're going to teach me and and let's just stick with that lesson. <laughs> I like that you're also mad that the lesson you might have learned is not the lesson you went in to learn. <laughs> right. And, because like the thing about those movies is like as the as the person who's watching them you're always like, "Oh, here's the lesson. I can see it coming." But yeah. the protagonist is always like, "I'm not learning lessons today. I'm living my life." Um <laughs> but you went in being like, "I'm going to learn this specific lesson from right. this. It will make all of this worth it if I learn this." One lesson. Yes. I just want to be encouraged. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just want the universe to back up me trying to like get out of my comfort zone. And it was like, no, your comfort zone is there for a reason. That's it's why it's so comfortable. Yeah, it's fucking comfortable. Yeah. That's why you, it's called a comfort zone. You should have stayed home and all of this would have been fine. Yeah. Um, so two weeks from now, she's got another show at the same theater with all the same like possibility of crap happening. So it's very conceivable that next next episode will be about the same thing. Have, I'll um, let you know. Has has anybody spoken to the powers that be at the theater about maybe it's time to get the tech to cut the lights a little early on the other teams? Uh, well, the thing is, it's always been the same host. It's uh-huh. the same host who, like, because that guy was hosting the 40-minute set. Right. And he was the one who, like, completely lost track of time. And he was in the two, like, the two person team. That was my next question. So the 40-minute one, that doesn't... Someone who owns the theater, they're not in that... Team, and maybe I'm no. Of a it, the theater. guy, the guy who was hosting the, the the guy who was hosting the the show as a whole okay. was also hosting that part of the short form, but not Joy's group's part of gotcha. the short form. Okay, so he has been the cause of it the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I 
begged Joy to let me have a conversation with him. And she's like, you're way too mad to do that. And I was like, no, no, I can totally. <laughs> Your voice starts way <laughs> No, no. Yeah. I can totally calm down. And I literally like did one of those, you know, like where you say like, um, like people like do that thing in front of their face where they mm-hmm. change to a completely different. I was like, no, watch. And I was like, listen, just as a little bit of feedback, I think that, you know, as a person who's hosted other shows, perhaps, you know, like, and I went into this whole, like, other character <laughs> where, like, uh, joining the person I talked to, I was like, okay, well, if you wanted to do it that way, but the guy was already gone. So, afterwards, uh, she went out for a drink and I went home because I was not going to be a person who should be social at that point. Um, and uh, the guy came up to her and was like, hey, I, I realized that, like, you know, we probably didn't give you guys enough time, so I apologize. And apparently Joy's response was, yeah, my husband hates you now, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Wow. <laughs> and then he just like walked away. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see him in a couple of weeks. All right. Uh, anyway, so that's what happened to me. So it was two short form groups and, and a scene in between? Yeah. Took an hour and a half. Okay. Wow. I mean, like, that's a lot. That's a lot of anything. Uh uh, I was gonna say that's a lot of short form, but that's a lot. I I don't dislike short form. Uh, I actually I actually really like short form a lot of the time. But uh, yeah, no, I, but I host a show that's an hour and a half. Yeah. that has four groups go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we do an inappropriate amount of hosting bits. Like it's possible. <laughs> it's possible to cram all that in. Yeah, sure. Um, use the whole buffalo. Right. Uh, especially because like the show that I host on Wednesday, like I host the show with my group. I perform in two of the improv groups, uh, two of the four groups. So I'm like, I can speak to stage hog a little bit. I realize like I'm in most of the fucking thing, but like I do it appropriately. I know the rules of like, if you got to cut somebody's time, you cut the host. Cause we did on Wednesday, we were running long and we just cut some of our stuff. Uh, so anyway, well, it's like hosting anything. It's like, if you're like hosting a party or whatever, you like you, uh, you make the sacrifice. You make the sacrifice. Right. You invited people there. Right. Um, they gave you their time. I can get that. I can get behind you on that. Um, I guess I'll tell my story now. My, why, why did I say my? Uh, the other day, by the way, I was walking. I was walking. There's this like really cool guy in my neighborhood. This is not my story. This is just something that me doing this reminded me of. A really cool guy in my neighborhood who's like one of those cool guys who's crazy. Like... He's always dressed really cool, but like it's 90 degrees out. Why are you why are you wearing like such cool clothes? And he never has anything to do. He's just like walking with this cool swagger around. I'm like, you're really cool, but why are you home at two? Like I'm <laughs> I'm in my neighborhood because my job is in my neighborhood. I'm outside. He's just wandering around the neighborhood being cool. Hmm. Uh, and I've never really spoken to him. Um, in what ways like is he like I got a cigarette? Thing oh, in my uh, like a duster uh, so maybe. Or? Yeah. No, his clothes are inc- like like incredibly cool, and also like he spends a ton of time making them cooler. So he's wearing like last time I saw him, he's wearing all black, um, uh, a, a baseball cap that was skewed like forty five degrees that you could tell he had like spent like a long time skewing. Um, <laughs> uh, his pants legs are rolled up, and then he's got bandanas wrapped around his legs on both sides and he's wearing a star wars black jean jacket um and the way i'm describing this you guys are looking at me like this guy is not cool but he is also six foot eight uh african-american and walks with this like really cool like just like i got everything together i've got it all figured out swagger Mm -hmm. you gotta see this guy he's the coolest but also craziest okay um and i was walking um I was walking this dog, and he walked by me and goes, hey, what's up? And I go, howdy. And he goes, south. And I went, what? And he goes, you from the south? I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm from Boston. Because he said howdy. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm from Boston. And he's got the southern draw on him that I'm trying to do, but I can't. Um, he's like, all right, well, cool. That's a blessing. You have a blessed day. And he walks away. And I was huh. like, that was a, simultaneously the most like pleasant and uh, 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 mind-boggling experience I've had in a while. <laughs> the, the thing that really pops into my mind when you say that, though, is like when he's like, that's a blessing. Like half of my brain is like, 
Fuck you. Not everything's a blessing. <laughs> also, Boston is a blessing? Yeah. I Being don't, from Boston? I don't, I don't even yeah. know. But then the rest of me is like, why are you so mad at, like... Yeah, yeah why, Dustin? Things being a blessing. Like, don't you push your religion on me? Yeah. Um, so now I'll tell my actual story now that I've wasted a couple minutes. That's a blessing. Uh, thank you, Morgan. Um, uh, so uh, to tell this story properly, I got to go back first um, a few decades and then a few months. Um... Uh, I, um... We need one of those, like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, flashback to me as a young kid. Um, growing up, uh, until about the fourth grade, I was kind of a jock. Uh, I really liked sports. Um, I played a lot of sports. I, uh, did a lot of, like, outdoor activities and ran around a lot. And, uh, I wasn't, like, winning, uh, awards. I played well, uh, but it wasn't, like, top of my class or anything. I was just, you know, I really enjoyed it. And then everybody started getting bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I started not growing as they grew. Because um, I didn't go through puberty until about the age of 18. Um, I was really late to the party on that. Um, yes, uh, I, I was the best basketball player in my junior high school because... I was like a foot taller than everyone, so I could get like I couldn't shoot to save my life. Yeah, but I got every single rebound because I was way taller than everybody. Well, also and then people put, learned to jump. Yeah, wow. I was <laughs> the exact opposite. I all I could do is shoot, but I'm very short. And back then, I was even very shorter. Yeah, um, I I could do a lot of stuff, but then everybody got bigger than me. And the thing about them getting bigger than you um, when you're that age um, is that they get way meaner than you too. And it's not just that they start picking you last for all the sports. It's that they start really being shitty to you about your incapacity um, and like shoving you and like being like, why can't you just get the, why, because I'm small, because all them hurt me, you know, <laughs> they, the big kids hurt me. Um, so then, uh, so that um, uh, in, in combination with a number of other factors, first, I, I stopped playing so many sports. Um, and then I, uh, uh, and that unpopularity started to drift into other aspects of my existence. Um, and then, um, also, uh, some family stuff that you don't need to hear about right now. Um, I started becoming real fat. Basically, I would eat my feelings pretty aggressively. Joy's back. Hi, Joy. Hello. Uh, you, you, you came in right at me talking about something sad. Um, uh, so, um... Uh, the point is, um, I stopped playing sports, uh, uh, in sixth grade, I got headgear, um, oh, which dear. is a, which is a, a dental device designed to, um, make kids really, really unpopular and sad. Um, and you also can't get hit in the face when you have headgear. So that was the end of all team sports. Um, uh, I started, uh, at that point, uh, doing cross country running. I did the mile, um, just because I had to keep moving my body, but, um, and legally I think they, they needed me to do some sort of sport. <laughs> um, but I didn't run it very fast and I ate more and I got fatter by the time I, um, uh, was like in like sophomore, junior year of, of, of high school, I uh, was about four foot 11 and 210 pounds. So that happened. Um, uh, and I went, uh, eventually I started to grow, go through puberty, um, uh, all that stuff, lost some weight, lost some more weight, um, went through my twenties, uh, started, uh, realizing maybe I have some capacity, um, got married, uh, and, um, the man chiefly responsible for helping my uh, wife and I get married um, was this guy named Ray. And uh, Ray was a really uh, wonderful guy. And when I say he helped us get married, I mean we had a farm wedding on my wife's family's property. Uh, both of these guys were at it. Um, and Ray was there as a guest, but actually he just worked the whole time. Um, uh Whereas Morgan and I didn't do shit. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> and Ray was a friend of Kel's family since forever. He was super sweet about the whole thing. He he really helped out enormously. And um, about uh, four or five months later, he died 
of lymphoma, uh, which he had been uh, battling for a while, and you would never know, um, except every so often we'd come home to visit and somebody would be like, hey, if you got a cold, kind of stay away from Ray. He's, he's on chemo right now. Um, so we wanted to do something, uh, but we didn't really know what to do. And my wife, uh, found out about, uh, team in training, which quick plug team in training is the running, the charity running arm of the leukemia and lymphoma society. Um, and we started running with them. They have a group in most major metropolitan areas. If you're interested, if you've ever thought, um, oh, I wonder if I could run a half marathon or a marathon there, they they train you to do so, and they'll get you there. And if you've ever thought, as I did, um, running a half marathon or a marathon sounds like an enormous waste of time um, and I potentially injurious, uh, they will get you there. Um, so uh, we started uh, doing that when I was about 32, and I am 37 now. Uh, in the space of that time, I've run three marathons, um, probably a dozen halves, innumerable training runs over 20 miles. Um, and I don't feel any more capable. Like there's this insidiousness to all of that, like childhood incapability thought that like in my thirties, I've completely transformed my body. I have become this person who can do this stuff and I don't feel any more capable. Flash forward to um, a couple months ago when I get a text from my running coach asking me if I want to coach a Spartan team uh, or assistant coach it in Queens. And if you don't know me and don't know what a Spartan is, this is not particularly hilarious. But if you know what a Spartan is and you know me, I've done one in the past but it's still pretty fucking hilarious, the idea that I would coach people to do it. Because while, like, I'm not that fat fuck anymore, I still look kind of like somebody took a tube of cookie dough and squeezed it at both ends. Um, and uh, so... so can you, can you explain what a Spartan is? I, to yeah, I will, I will also explain, now that I've explained me, I will explain a Spartan. A Spartan is about a three and a half mile run they're, they do three classes spartan sprint uh, is a three and a half mile run that you do while doing basically military level training so there's like it, it's it's called an obstacle course run there are like eight foot walls you have to scale 10 foot walls you have to scale uh barbed wire you have to crawl under um uh at at, at the ones on on ski mountains you have to jump over fire um you get covered in mud and goop. Um, uh, you, there, there, there are, are uh, uh, cargo uh, uh, climbs and 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 uh, monkey bars and all kinds of crazy, crazy crap. Uh, and I'm me. <laughs> um, but in line with what Dustin was saying about like wanting to say yes to the universe and wanting to like uh, grow and learn, um, I said yes. So I was coaching some people on how to do a Spartan. And my, my coach was very clear about a couple things. Because the last time I'd done one, I had just finished a really rigorous exercise program and I was feeling very fit uh, in spite of my, all my feelings of in, 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 incapability. Uh, and I was like, it's been a year. I don't know if I'm ready. He's like, listen, for coaching, you just walk them through the program. And on the day of, um, if you go to the race, which you don't have to do, um, you, uh, you just walk along with them and you don't have to actually do the race. I was like, all right. It's like, we're doing two this year, one at City Field and one in Tuxedo. And I did the Tuxedo one last year. So that was sort of the one I was like, I'll probably go to that one. And, you know, cause I know it already. I'll walk along with them. Um, and then I crashed my bike and a bunch of other stuff happened. And I was like, I'm in no shape for any of this. After I crashed my bike, my wife said something to me because I called her immediately. I was like, I don't know if I can get up. I don't know what to do. I'm feeling really bad. And she's like, Dave, you're, you're the toughest person I know. And I went, really? No, no, I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> There's no way that can be possibly true. 
Um, because she was forgetting about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Well, she doesn't know him personally. I okay. I'll does, introduce you guys later. Does anybody know Dwayne The Rock Johnson, really? Um, so she's like, you're really tough. You can do this. Um, I went... So I, I again, like, we, we went through the whole exercise program with me being pretty much, like, one week I got sick, one week I had terrible allergies, one week I crashed my bike. But, like, the whole time I'm going, it was every Saturday at... 7.30 in the morning, not really doing the exercises with them, just like helping my coach walk them through it. A week before the City Field Spartan, which was on Saturday, I got an email from my coach being like, I, I have an emergency. I can't go. Can you go? And I was free. And again, I thought, you know, like, I can go. I'll just walk along with them. Uh, we run with Queens. There's a Manhattan team that's also going. So both teams are pretty small. It'll be a few participants total because most people are going to, to Tuxedo anyway. Uh, and a Manhattan coach will be there. So I'm like, sure, I can go. It's noon on a Saturday. It'll be fun. City Field's fun. Great. I get there, and uh, the coordinator for TNT tells me the Manhattan coach also had an emergency. You're the only coach who's here. <laughs> okay. Untrained, I ran an entire Spartan. And I mean, I ran it. I did it with three participants from Queens and Manhattan. Uh, it, this completely undercuts your point in your story, Dustin. It was super fucking fun. It was so fucking fun to do that. It was so fucking fun to say yes. It doesn't always work out, but sometimes it fucking does. Right, because the universe likes you more. (laughs) Ultimately, like, (laughs) the universe hates me and it likes you. That's fine. Well, to be clear, for a week, I felt like I had a terrible cold. (laughs) And I'm still very sore. Um, And I may have, like, permanent tendonitis in my left (laughs) ankle. It's not going away. But I... I had such a good time. A, if you ever want to do a Spartan, a city field, the one at City Field is so fun because you like do, you do push-ups in like the the locker room. You uh, run all over the stadium. I ran on the warning track. I did that dorky thing of pretending to catch a, a home run and bring it back in. Um, it was it was so it was so fun. Um, so I there d- were seven people total. There were, uh, in in total from both teams there, there were three. Uh, It's uh, Like each. Or you're saying it was like you and three other people. Me and three other people. Wow. Um, But, I mean, that that was just for team and training. There were like thousands of people running it. Oh, 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 okay. okay. I thought it was just like you. No, 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 no. no. You handful of people. Me, yeah. yeah, Select (laughs) you. Crickets in the stadium. (laughs) That's what I was picturing. Yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. That's a big organization. Like, that's a... Like, they opened up City Field for, like, the three, three people. people. Yeah. Um, no, um, and again, like, you know, if there is a takeaway over and above um, what you're saying, Dustin, like, I... Because my thing is based in fact, just your, so we're yours, clear, yours that the universe com- does. Universe. In fairness, Dustin, I mean, the train was delayed. That might have been the universe saying, maybe you should run a Spartan instead of taking the train like a that, sucker. That's true. Well, I, I would say this. Um, uh I, I, you know, I did, we, we don't really talk too much about the lessons learned before we go into telling these stories. So I, I, this is completely off the cuff. But, like, I, I don't think there's a great difference to the stories we told um, uh, in that, like, one worked out and one didn't. Yeah. Um, uh, but sometimes it does. Sometimes it does work out. Um and uh, again, quick plug, team in training, they will get you there. They will make you do it. <laughs> and you will find, uh, if, you, if, uh, uh, if you do do it, that you will be much more capable uh, than you think you are. The other thing I will say is that it's raised a ton of money. Uh, both my wife and I have raised a ton of money for cancer research, which we feel we get to feel really good and, and superior about. Um, uh, and um, I don't know what exactly the mechanism is there, but if you say to people, hey, I'm raising money for cancer research and I'm running a marathon, they're much more likely to give it to you than if you say to them, I'm raising money for cancer research 
and I'm I'm not running a marathon. Yeah. Um, mm. So you know, just a couple things to consider there. Uh, and that's my story. Although I, I can tell you, as a person who has raised money for uh, Vision Walk, that it's also easy because you're just like, hey, uh, I have this thing. I need money for a cure, or don't like, <laughs> or just let me keep having it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but it's me specifically that's being affected by this. So, however you want to play that, people will give you money. That, yeah, that does help. Yeah, as someone who's raised money for guide dog services, because I went around to my church and used my my puppy dog eyes, mm-hmm. I can say that that half worked. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, it helps. You're adorable. Yeah. yeah. And to this day, nobody contradicted. it. Nobody contradicted. it. I, I, I would be lying. Yeah. I would be lying right. if I contradicted it. All right, uh, you want oh, to... I now have to tell my story. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if this fits the theme that has kind of emerged, but it is about me getting out of my comfort zone. Um, you know how calendars are a thing that we've used for... No, Morgan, thousands. tell us. Let me break <laughs> well, down well, how well, calendars well, for you guys. Are you talking about those big stone things and <laughs> those hinges? So recently <laughs> we've discovered wood pulping as a way of producing paper. <laughs> I like that. Like, okay, to poorly understand this, you're gonna have to understand the concept of time. Right. Let's so. move. Let's move to the Gregorian calendar. I think that's the one that has the zero. Um, that's none of that's probably true. I don't remember how calendars work. So, the funny thing Your about story is already fucked. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. So, one of the fun things about calendars is that every so often they repeat themselves. So, um, yearly, I, I think. Oh, no, I mean, in terms of oh, the days and th- the dates and the days line up oh, exactly. Gotcha. So, six years ago, um, 2009 was the exact same calendar as this current year that we're recording in the year of our Lord 2015. Um, that is, that is, was a bit difficult for me this year because my mom passed away in 2009, and the anniversaries always suck in that sort of a sense. But this year was a little bit extra potent because everything fell on the exact day that everything fell on. And as much as, I mean, for those of you who have also encountered tragedy, I don't know if you try to not remember those certain dates. It's really hard, especially when you're like, I'm not going to remember this specific day. And then it's etched into your brain. Um, so my mom passed away very suddenly and unexpectedly um, in uh, the tail end of April in 2009. And because of how funeral homes work and all of that just super joyful stuff, um, her wake ended up having to be the day before Mother's Day, which makes that weekend always a little bit difficult. And this year, particularly difficult because, again, it fell on the exact same, like, it's the same Saturday, and then Sunday is the same Mother's Day. Did they apologize at all? Like, were they like, did no, they realize what was happening and I, were like, oh, sorry? I don't, honestly, I don't know whose decision if it was, if it was theirs or if it was my dad's in terms of making the arrangements. I think a lot of it has to do with they can only, and this gets a little bit, a little bit dark, um, they can only hold on to the cremains for such and such amount of period of time. There's a lot of paperwork that's involved. There's, it's a lot of like the machinations of government slowly cranking those wheels into motion. And this is just kind of how things shake out. Mm-hmm. On top of which, you know, we'd all taken time off from our jobs. We can only take so much time off. There's a lot of factors that kind of had to line up for that. So it just kind of unfortunately worked out that way. So this year had been kind of a little bit extra potent, even though last year was like the five year anniversary of all this happening, which is a big round number. It wasn't really that bad. But this year, because it lined up with the calendar, it just kind of sucked harder. Um, so I decided to try and take my mind off of things by, um, bettering myself, uh, in the same sort of fashion that you two gentlemen decided to better yourselves by putting myself out of my comfort zone. In this case, it was cooking like a grown up, Cause that's not something I do very well at all. Like I, this is no irony in, in, intended. I was very proud of myself last year when I started making tacos by myself cause I'd never done that before. And they were not great, but they were tacos made by these two beautiful hands. And then when I started making rice and beans, again, not impressive dishes, but dishes that weren't like microwaved or prepackaged. So this year I had posted on Facebook a plea to my friends to uh, send me recipes that were easy, that were like, you know, level zero recipes that I could try out because I've been wanting to tackle more and more complex things. Um, And so one of the first recipes I did was last Sunday. And it was a recipe uh, called self-saucing one-pot pasta. And this is going to be the thing that took my mind off of Mother's Day. Um, Self-saucing sounds weird. It is weird. And I didn't even think about what that meant when I started doing this. I went into this 
completely cold with no concept of what any of those words meant other than that I was vaguely familiar with pasta. Um, so I went to my local supermarket. I bought all the ingredients um, meticulously, you know, making sure they all had the, the correct weight and everything for the amount that I'd be putting in. Because I was treating this like a science experiment because I don't know shit about cooking. Um, the way the way that I tackle this. And so one of the things about my mom was that she wasn't much of a cook. Like she she was she came from that generation where the women cooked and the men held down the day job. And I, growing up, we knew that there wasn't something that she was really happy about. She was always kind of bitter about this arrangement. And her generation was the first one to sort of start bucking that. It's one of those things I didn't really realize until I was growing up and I realized, oh, yeah, that was just a generation ago that that was still a thing. And that people, like our generation just doesn't really do that. And the resistance kind of came up in my mom's generation. Um, and I, maybe for that reason, she also wasn't one of those parents who took an interest in passing down the cooking or the recipes to her kids. And it wasn't a gender thing. She, she didn't uh, teach me to cook any more than she taught my sister to cook. Um, so none of us really have a lot of cooking knowledge. So here is how I made self-saucing pasta. Well, one-pot pasta. Self-saucing one-pot pasta. So uh, the first thing was I got, I put a pot of boiling water on the stove. And then I, I put some olive oil in there, which... Um, I, because I had a bug infestation in my last apartment, I keep everything in the fridge. So I had to put in the olive oil, but I pulled out the olive oil and it would like, did that thing where it condensed into like a solid opaque brick. <laughs> Cause I forgot that that's a thing that happens. Uh, so I had to leave that out for, um, like 15, 20 minutes for that to liquefy. So I'm like, okay, well I've got the water boiling. I will chop some onions. Now, ever did you leave the water boiling the entire time? Yes, I did. Um, yeah, that's right. That's correct. And so then I started, I'm like, okay, I've got an onion. It said like an onion. It doesn't say how big an onion or it, I'm assuming the whole onion. And I'm a bargain shopper. So I got like a big fucking beefy onion. <laughs> Shut up. And so I started chopping. But now I'm not an idiot, Dave. I'm not a complete idiot. I, since turning, I've always been kind of sensitive to onions. And since turning 30, I got super sensitive. So I put on some safety glasses that I had in my toolbox to cut the onions with. <laughs> And I started running, like, and I'd also heard that if you run the onion underwater, when you cut it, it keeps the oils from, like, spritzing into the air. So I was per periodically running, like, the fistfuls of onion as I was chopping them on my, like, unstable board under the water and then, like, splashing water onto the pile of onion parts. But it would, got, it would get so bad that I'd have to um, drop everything, wash frantically, and then stumble into my bedroom and slam the door and then just, like wait 10 minutes until I could see again and that like my eyes were on fire again and then I, I'd come I, back I think the goggles might actually the safety glasses might actually make it worse because it just holds it in there on that is eyes. very possible they're it not, is very they're possible goggles. They're, 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 there's like it was not an airtight seal um, yeah. you should have gone with the scuba ones next time yeah <laughs> yeah it's my swimming goggles yeah. um, or just wrap my head in plastic so I had to I did that like five or six times until I had the whole onion uh, cut and chopped up so, okay, so chop up the onions, safety glasses. Um, now I have to uh, dump in the olive oil that's finally, like, liquefied. And you're, I was supposed to do that first, but I had to let liquefy, so I'm like, fuck it. I'll just put in the oil and the onions and the garlic and the peppers all at once, and that should be fine. Um, and then I wait three minutes, and then I add the water. Which, yeah, that's, that's the problem, is I already put all this into the water. The water apparently I was supposed to add now, instead of putting everything into the water, so, wait, 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 so you put the boiling water wait. into all. So I put everything into the boiling water. You put the oil. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And, um, <laughs> and shut up. <laughs> wait, you put the oil, pepper. I just want to understand. Please. You put the oil and mm -hmm. the peppers together. And, and the onion. And the garlic. And the garlic. And the olive. Uh, the olive it's it's the all olive food. Oil. It's all cooking. It's all going to mix together. And you didn't. You didn't do like a saute for you put it. I don't all, know what that is. Okay. So you put it all into a pot of boiling water. Yes. Simultaneously, all in one sort yeah. of like scoop. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't have a scoop, so I had to use like a cereal bowl. Okay. All right. Proceed. Okay. Um, now, one of the things that this recipe called for was a large pot. And I should point out that I don't own any large pots, so I was using a saucepan. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> after, okay, so I, I, I dump it in. I'm worried. I'm actually worried. Right, I, worried. I am Do shocked worry. that we've gotten to this point in the story and you have not uttered the phrase and then the kitchen caught on fire. I'm <laughs> shocked that we've gotten to the point of, in the story and you haven't you haven't uttered the phrase covered in burns. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm very close. Um, uh, wait, wait, let me, let me, can I back you up? How big a saucepan? Um, I don't know. 
Um, like, you know, like a normal size sauce. Like, like a bread know. box? Like a, I don't know how big a bread box. I'm trying to find something around here that I could compare. So, like, okay, I've got your baseball hat. Yeah. So it's, like, a little bigger... It's a, it's a lot bigger than this baseball okay. head. Like, if you had a really large, like, Shaquille okay. O'Neal head. Like, so, a Shaquille O'Neal-headed baseball so, cap-sized saucepan. So, a third of the saucepan is this onion. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, the onion, the garlic, that, and then at this point, I have to add in um, the tomato. So, I, at this point, okay, well, it's already going, th- it's already in the water. I've already, I can't add the water. So, I'll just put in the next batch of ingredients, which is the tomatoes, the tomato paste, the olives, the oregano, the salt, and the pepper. I can't... Into boiling water? Into boiling water. Is this in any way called for by the recipe? I mean, I guess at this point, they're like, well, no. Um, I was supposed... I've since tried this recipe again, and and I realized I'm supposed to put the water on like a simmer, Uh and then once I've done this, then start boiling the water later. Right. You're supposed to put these ingredients into one bowl and boil the water in another bowl. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Okay. Um, So I have all that... I have all that boiling... And at this point, like, it's up to the brim of my Shaquille O'Neal baseball cap-sized uh, saucepan. Right. I'm like, okay, well, this should just make it. Like, I'm right at the brim. I should be fine. It's not, like, I mean, it might spill a little bit when it boils, but it, it'll be okay. Or as it's boiling. Um, and the next step is add half a bag of pasta. I realize that that's, there's no room in this pot for pasta, <laughs> which is the main ingredient of this pasta dish. Now, at this point, my friend Mike had called, and we were talking about the latest Transformers news that had come out on the internet. So I was a little bit distracted by this point. <laughs> Don't worry about it. What? It's, Transformers I, news? <laughs> well, we, we collect Transformers, and that's a thing that that's, uh, we both do. And sometimes we get very excited about this, and we lose track of things like, oh, I'm, I'm cooking a meal. But, but at this I point, need to know what specific news. Um, certain toys are being released that we're very excited about that will mean nothing to you or anyone else. Please name any Right-minded. There's an Ultra Magnus toy that I'm very jonesed about that's coming out like any day now. And they had some in-hand pictures. We're really excited to see how okay, uh, okay. how the, the transformation worked. Um, <laughs> and this is why I'm single, Dave. This is why I'm single. It's one of 19 reasons, which I'll yeah. go over in detail over the course of this podcast, um, over the, the next year of this podcast. So, <laughs> so at this point, I realize, okay, well, I don't have a, the bowl is not big enough. So I grab another saucepan, but it's not really a saucepan. I don't know what this is called. I ended up with it like third hand from someone. Maybe you can tell me. It's a saucepan that kind of like tapers up towards the top and it's like a narrower opening and it kind of, is it like a crock pot with a handle almost? That is not a pan. That's not, that's a vase. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, it's like a pan. It's like a saucepan. But instead of being like, so, like straight walls, it kind of curzel to the top. Sounds like you like cooked a, in a vase, man. I don't know. I've never seen with like that. A, with a pot handle? I've never seen that before. I don't know what it is. Um, my, my former roommate Robin gave it to me years ago. Was it a tea kettle? It's not a tea kettle. I don't think it's a tea kettle. <laughs> Pretty sure I didn't cook <laughs> pasta in a tea kettle. Okay. So, but I just want to point out that you don't know. That is, I, I can't. I can't didn't. say for certain that I didn't cook pasta in a tea kettle. I'm fairly certain I didn't. <laughs> so, right. at this point, I've got my phone, which is in my wallet, which is already a cumbersome contraption because I want to keep everything together, w- wedged under my head and my shoulder, and I'm trying to dump half of everything that's in the saucepan into the tea kettle with a handle, which is getting it everywhere. And yes, this is where the burns part come in, and also some of the food ended up on my stovetop. But it's fine. I've more or less divided it in half, and now I can, I can put in the pasta. So, I dump in... I, I I can't really measure this super well, so I just put in like a quarter of the bag into each of the two pots. Great. Um, but it's, it's like it's boiling pretty heavily now, so I need to um, start stirring in uh, the remaining tablespoon of olive oil and the tuna, which I haven't opened yet. So I should really I have to open this tuna really, really quickly and have to drain it. That remaining tablespoon of olive oil is going to be vital to this. Process. It's really that's it right. says to do. It. I'm following the directions as closely as I can. I'm while missing out, important parts. I'm grossed out by the tuna aspect getting added to this thing all at all. But yeah, continue. well, and it seems like it's weird to edit at this point and it hasn't been cooking all this time. Like I'm worried a little bit worried about food poisoning. So I'll probably well, leave it's, can, it's canned tuna, right? Uh, yeah, you can eat that straight from the can. Can you really? Yeah, it's cooked. OK, well, then don't do anything. I said I'm a vegetarian <laughs> and I don't know what I'm talking talking about you probably shouldn't do anything that i'm saying either for a number of reasons um and yeah, then don't try and do this at home yeah <laughs> you really you really shouldn't um and then all that's left at this point is to just chop up the parsley so i have a tablespoon's worth um i bought a full thing of parsley so i have like a giant tupperware full of chopped up parsley um because that was more than i needed yeah they don't that's one of the things that's always annoying about like yeah. shopping at the grocery store for like fresh herbs like they sell it in the in the in the bulkest yeah and which i also didn't realize like i had no visual context 
I'm like, I know a tablespoon is, but like in the back of my mind when I'm doing the shopping, I'm like, I don't know what that's going to be when I chop it up. So I still have a ton of that shit left. Um, and I dump that into the pot and then I let it sit for 20 minutes. Um, you're supposed to keep it covered. I only have a cover for one of these two pots. So that it seemed like the, the vase is half covered cause it mm-hmm. tapers up towards oh, the top. Sure, it's sure. probably fine. Um, and then it says, uh, serve sprinkled with Parmesan cheese, which I just kind of like threw fistfuls onto the, t- onto it at that what point. What happened to the water? Um, it more or less boiled off. Okay. Yeah. And more by 20 minutes, it more or less boiled off. And, um, that is self-saucing then. It was very self-saucing. I'll tell you this. It tasted great. All right. When all is said and done, um, miraculously, against all odds, because the universe loved me that day, um, it came out pretty good. I had way more than I needed. This made about four servings worth, whereas I didn't need that much. Um, I didn't give myself food poisoning. I'm fairly certain. And um, yeah, so that was, it was, if, if from wherever agnostics believe people go, if my mom was looking down from wherever that place is, perhaps a teapot orbiting Mars. Um, hopefully she isn't cringing too badly at how her son has taught himself to live as a grown person and um, is reasonably happy with the choices that I've made. I tried, and again, I said I tried making this dish uh, just yesterday and it was it, doing it the correct way and it, it didn't taste as good. Huh. I, I substituted out the onions with uh, dried pre-cut onions just to avoid the, the pain and misery. And I think that might've had something to do with it. Yeah, so uh, that's how I cook. That's a recipe all you guys at home can try out for yourself. Please don't, don't, try don't, 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 don